And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Saturday, July 8th, uh, right after a Celtics game, which is something we haven't been able to say uh, yeah. in a minute. And it's, um, it was the same type of shit we got to watch. So said it on team. the other pod, the, the reaction, yep. they they still hate winning. Like, they, they just bring <laughs> these guys into the team, and it's like, hey, game's close in the fourth quarter, play real bad. Mm-hmm. That's them. The rules today outscored twenty eight to thirteen <laughs> yeah. in the fourth. Davidson had like all, he had like ten. Yeah, Davidson had a really good, uh, really good fourth quarter. But we we are of course talking about Celtics summer league. Uh, the Celtics took on the Miami Heat in the summer league action today. As recording, this was a three p.m. game. We we're recording around five forty two. So Damian Lillard magically gets traded at eight p.m. tonight. Not our fault. <laughs> we're recording now. Hope but... he gets traded to uh, Real Madrid. I hope they make a new rule. <laughs> mm-hmm. See you later. But Miami took down the Celtics 99 to 88. Uh, we're going to go through. Obviously, you'd like to see the Celtics win these games. We did a whole reaction video, Insta reaction to the game. So check that out if you want our full you know, thought process and stuff. We're going to go over each player on the roster, give some brief thoughts, and we're each going to give a player grade. We're, we're going to give player grades, and that's it. We're going to say nothing about why. <laughs> we'll leave it up to you guys. Like, wow. Jordan Walsh got a B? Why? Yeah. Is it because his number's weird? <laughs> no, we uh we went over our full thoughts or our instant thoughts, at least, on a vi- separate video, which is on the channel now. We put it out right after the Summer League game. But we're going to go over each Celtics player, give a grade. Uh, we're going to do an honorable mention first to Orlando Robinson for just absolutely killing the Celtics. Mm-hmm. 36 points for the Heat. He was uh he was not a, a Summer League player. We'll put it that way. He was he was he was real good. <laughs> so it's uh, he like gets an A+. When, uh, you're playing like little league and the kid that's like too old for the division is playing. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, uh, that I forget the movie. It's like he hands you the idea. I am 12. Oh, the bench the, uh, warmers. Yeah. The bench warmers. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. He was a monster when he started making threes. I was like, yeah, this is cooked. We're talking. <laughs> this is over, but huge second quarter for the man. Yeah. Let, let's roll down the Celtics summer league roster. I'm just going to go by the order. I see it in this per- current box score. Uh, and unfortunately for him, Justin Champagne is the first guy on the list here uh, that I'm looking at. Not a great performance for Mr. Champagne. Seven points, 11 rebounds, two assists, shot three of 13, though, and one of four from deep. He, he was, I mean, Sam said this on the reacts. He was trying. <laughs> he he, like he, he did there, try. But, yeah. 11 Minus rebounds, 19. Six minus of them were offensive. Mm-hmm. Certainly tried. Go ahead, Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, minus 19, not great. I'm going to give him a D plus. It, okay. was, it was really bad. It was really bad. You can't give somebody an F unless they are truly unplayable. Like the closest thing we saw to an F and getting it picked on game seven injured Malcolm Brogdon when they rolled him out there on, on, on a stretcher for or seven Jordan minutes. Poole that was the as close to an F or Jordan pulling the playoffs. Yeah. Um, we'll give it a D plus. I was going to go C minus, but he's just really looked out of place. He should not have been in there at the end of the game, but he's on a standard contract. So he was, but okay, yeah, D plus. Yeah, I'll say C. Uh, okay. For get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. <laughs> okay. I was yeah. gonna say that's generous. Yeah. No, I he didn't really do anything that was wow. This is the guy that has the NBA contract. Yeah. Usually those are the guys that come into these summer league games, and you're like, wow, his brother was good last. This night. guy should be getting more minutes in the NBA. He's nasty. Yeah. Why is he not playing for my team instead? Orlando like, Robinson. They're paying this guy. <laughs> He has a yep. roster spot. They haven't brought Isaiah Thomas back yet, and he's getting on the roster. 
<laughs> like that, that's what it is. So seven points in 30 minutes while getting 11 rebounds. Again, good hustle from Champagne. Make no Six mistake. Six offensive boards is fine, but. But yeah. four turnovers, not great. Only two assists. The shooting numbers were terrible. Three of 13, one of four. He gave them pretty much nothing ex- aside from effort, which I guess you have to control what you can control. So he did that. <laughs> Are we getting a grade out of Sam? Or is, I is said C your, for get ready to learn I, Chinese. I didn't know if that was a joke. I wasn't yeah. sure if we were sticking with C. Get ready to All learn right. Chinese. C's the worst yeah. grade. It goes <laughs> A, B, D, F, C. Okay. So, <laughs> sure. Um, next one we have is Justin Bean, who Sam was very critical of when we did the reaction video yep. to Justin Bean's highlights. Played pretty well. <clears throat> Finished 13 points. Did you points. see the Twitter post of Justin Bean where – he looked like Duncan Robinson. He looked just like Duncan Robinson. Same person. Adam Himmelsbach tweeted the Spider-Man meme and Justin Bean quote tweeted it with laughing emojis. You know what the best thing was is how Twitter lets the Twitter blue people get random push notifications. And yeah. I got one about that last night. And I was like, wait a minute. What? Like I woke up today and my phone was like, Duncan Robinson, welcome to the Celtics. Signs Celtics. I like, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Good. I was lost. We should have did a breaking pod. Silly us. We missed the right? news. Right, but Justin Bean played well in his first game. Thirteen points, seven rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a block. Five eleven from the field, two of five from deep. Uh, made his one free throw. Had a nice little midi there. Uh, was playing solid defense. Hustle on the glass, which was what I was most impressed with, and he made a couple nice passes. Obviously, three assists and seven boards. But he, he, if you didn't watch the game, you wouldn't appreciate all the little things he did. He was hustling. He was, you know, grinding. Some of those rebounds. It's not like he got seven balls that fell to him. Like he attacked the glass and went out there and got it. I'll give him. I'll give him the. B. Okay. Well, we'd be a little harsh today. I, I wanted to go B plus, but I want to leave some room for some other guys on the list, but I'll go a solid B for uh, Justin Bean, which in his defense, he got the start. We didn't expect that a B is better than I thought he would have gotten after the first game. So uh, happy with Bean. I'll go B plus and I'll B tell you why. Mm. Based on the expectations I had for Justin Bean, he was excellent today. He yes. looked much different than he did when we watched his highlight tapes on the show. And I was very critical, like Jack said. We ended up watching him play the ukulele, and that was the end of that. But he looks much quicker. He looks much more well-equipped to play in the NBA. He doesn't look like he's just going to get swallowed up anytime he tries to do anything. Even in those highlight tapes, it was like, he's shooting a jumper? Look how slow this is. He's not going to be able to shoot jumpers against NBA players. Yeah. Well, he got some off today. He had a super cool pull-up on the baseline from the mid-range. Loved it. Went in. Didn't even hit the rim. He looked pretty great. Jack's right. He looked comfortable out there. And I mean, as far as uh, starting forwards go above mm. Champagne in the power rankings, B plus. Yes. Yes. Uh, I might regret. I might want to go B plus in hindsight, but I'm going to stick with my original ranking and I'll adjust the rest accordingly. We have Oleg Balcharowski next, mm. also known Alexander Balcharowski. They called him Alex on the broadcast, but uh, maybe, maybe it is Alex. Maybe Oleg, Oleg. is pronounced Alec, but. Uh, Oleg Balcharski finished with eight points, five rebounds, one assist, two blocks, two of five from the field, 0 of two from deep, six fouls. I said this on the reacts, did not deserve six fouls. <laughs> he was, he, the people were just running into him. He got the Tice whistle. <clears throat> I think him and Tice play very similar today. I was pretty impressed with Oleg. I thought he was defensively sound. Uh, he stood straight up. He played solid defense of the rim. Obviously, Robinson had a lot of points, but I don't think that was completely Oleg's fault. Uh, I'll go a B minus for Olek. I think he had a solid game. <laughs> Excuse me, a solid game. Maybe not the most jump off the page. Uh, you know, a C plus actually. We'll, we'll dip it down to a C plus for Olek. I, I don't think he's that close to Justin Bean. Uh, but I, I was I was impressed with how positionally sound Olek was on defense. 
Yeah, you're a bastard. I was going to say C plus. So I was so excited when you said B minus. Sorry, I, got to be I, had to, I had to rat you out. But yeah, C plus. Is Olek right, was just out there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't hurting them. Didn't overly help them either. He was fine. Which we kind of threw this back and forth on the reaction show where. You're like, I wouldn't mind seeing him get the last roster spot. It's like, yeah, if you got yeah. the last roster spot, all he has to do is go out there and not hurt the team. Best plus so, minus in the starting five, only minus one in a 11 point loss. So, yeah. <laughs> and they maybe could have used him with the six fouls. Orlando Robinson cooks the team. And then Miami takes off, kills the Celtics in the fourth quarter. And they were playing without a center for a lot of that fourth quarter. Yeah. Because he fouled out. They missed him. Oh, so, no, he didn't foul out. You get 10 fouls in summer league. They just oh, you had do? Him. Yeah, they just sat him. They just sat him? Mm-hmm. Well, they just wanted to teach him what the NBA is like. Yeah, <laughs> sit down, buddy. Maybe that's a, <laughs> a sign towards him making the roster. But yeah, solid, not bad, <laughs> not great, fine. Two blocks, most impressive stat, C+. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was solid. He was solid. Uh, Jordan Walsh, star of the show up next. Mm. 18 points, five rebounds, two steals, one block. Uh, three turnovers, wasn't ideal. Playmaking wasn't great. 6-11 from the field, four of six from deep. Uh, two of two from the free throw line. I'm giving him just a straight up A. Like, like in mm. terms of, it's not an A plus because obviously the turnovers were something. Is a little frantic when he had the ball in his hands, but the energy in terms of making an impact in the first game as a rookie, the fact that he nailed four threes for a guy who's that was the main thing coming in. Like maybe he can't shoot threes. What a debut for Jordan Walsh. I was very excited comfortable with the shot. Absolutely, he was quick trigger too. Some of those were contested. Mm. Um, but the energy on defense and three-point shot, that's an A. Great, great, great debut game for the rookie. I agree. I think A's fair. Maybe A- minus just because he wasn't perfect. But he really did look impressive in the areas he needed to be sound in. Like you said, the shooting looked good. Even when we, we reacted to him getting drafted to the Celtics, his shot, though not efficient in college, looked good structurally right the mechanics look okay he looks like he can shoot the ball the only thing that looked off today was when he tried to put the ball on the floor even though he did create a pull-up right in the half circle at the free throw line which was pretty good and he knocked it down but he looked sound on defense aggressive confident wasn't getting cooked he did have five fouls which discipline needs to be a bit better did turn the ball over three times but efficiency wise was he the only guy to shoot over 50%? No. Jay Scrub shot the same as him, and so did Azubuki. Well, he shot three or four. Um, yeah. Jordan Walsh impressed me. Didn't expect this much from him in his debut. I was a big pump the brakes on Jordan Walsh guy, not because I don't necessarily believe in him, but I didn't think he would be able to come on right away, and he still might not, and make an impact and knock down threes or play defense at an NBA level. It's a lot to ask out of a second-round pick, but the first sample size we got of him was pretty good. Things to be excited about for sure. Keep your eyes on it tomorrow or later today, I guess, when you're watching the game and see how he comes out the day after. Yeah, great game. And all of the things he did well are things he will have the chance to do on the Celtics, which Correct. is, I think, the biggest thing for me. Three and D. Uh, That's all he has to do. Exactly. exactly. Some of Oleg just go out there and don't hurt them. Yes. I mean, you said this uh, on the reaction pod, like, People were, uh, you were upset with people hailing him as, oh, he can replace Smart. He can replace Grant. I'm not saying he can do that, but defensively, like, I now now understand why those were being said. I haven't seen anything to back my argument on that yet. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. 
J.D. Davison is next up. 14 points, 4 rebounds, 11 assists, 2 steals, 5 turnovers. Not great. 5 of 14 from the field, 1 of 5 from deep. Very inefficient game. Up until that fourth quarter, I think he had 10 fourth quarter points. It was looking like a completely dead off. Point to the night. watch. <clears throat> yeah, it, it really brought it around. He was a minus 7 on the night. I'm going to go. <laughs> Sam brings out the watch. I'm going to go B minus. For J.D. Davison, I, I think before that fourth quarter, it was riding on a, a C plus, and I think that brought it up to a C minus. The the 11 assists, I'll put it this way. It's an impressive to not get a B or better with 11 assists, but he really did not score the ball well uh, up until that fourth quarter. And even in the fourth quarter, it feels like he was just frantically running places. And when he was driving under control, it looked great. It looked like we saw in the G League in Maine last year, but. You really want to see him be a bit more controlled while also going full speed, if that makes any sense. Like he's just got to, yeah. it feels like he's got to compose himself a little. It feels like he was a bit too frantic. So uh, B minus for JD. Yeah, I'm going to undercut you on this one. I'm going to say C plus. I think the the points and assists are an impressive stat. And if you're just looking at that, it's great. Cool. Double, double. Don't love that he had five turnovers. That's a bit of a, oh boy. I mean, what's that? Two 2.2 to one turnover assist ratio. Not great. Red flag in summer yep. league field goal percentage. Not great. Just no above way. 33%. One of five from three. Like you mentioned, he just didn't have with the eye test, the kind of athleticism I would hope with the ball. Yeah. Like I really wanted to see JD get downhill more in this game and create for his teammates that way. Instead, he kind of had to use screens and he wasn't blowing past guys with his speed. It was kind of disappointing. I was really, really excited to see some scoop passes. The only one he had was the super cool foul to Olek. <laughs> to Olek, yeah. And Olek almost got it, but he got fouled. Uh, yeah, mid, mid-game, JD. I, I am up. not discouraged, though, if that makes no. sense. Because he was able to kind of find his footing. Maybe he was a bit anxious in his first like, yeah. real, like, hey, you're the guy in summer league game. Who knows? We'll see tomorrow. I think that's today. the thing. If we didn't look at him as maybe the best player on this team, I think it would have been like, okay, this was a solid game. But the fact that we were coming in, we're like, okay, JD's about to take over. The offensive inefficiencies was a bit, like, jarring. Plus uh, next the whole up, weird, yeah. like, point guard future with the Celtics with are they going to trade Pritchard or Brogdon true. doesn't help true. the pressure on JD Davison to no. make an impact you need something right, else from there <laughs> I'll let you move on I cut you off twice now <laughs> Utoka Azubuki was the first guy off the bench or the first guy on the bench on my list at least he played the second most minutes off the bench six points six rebounds one assist and a block three or four from the field kind of meh i think c minus is where i'm going for udoka as a boogie he had some good flashes he played some okay straight up defense against orlando robinson at times he fed off of jd well later in the game but his first stint it was looking like maybe a dd plus for him because he just was lost like udoka as a boogie was he was fumbling to to get to screens he was rolling in the wrong place he was it, it wasn't great. He brought it up to a C minus because he had those solid sense. We're like, okay, maybe he could be a lob threat. But I now understand why. Like we on, on our react video, we're like, why isn't this guy in the NBA? A little bit yeah. slow. That's a little lost. I, we're I, like, I this get guy's nasty. Why is he not on a team? <laughs> I get it now. So C C minus for me for for Udoka. That's, That's a good transition. I I agree with you. I think C minus. And the reason for that is because of the expectations I took into this game. One. Was yeah. shocked when he wasn't starting, so that was number one. Olek. Red, Olek red flag start. number one wasn't starting. <laughs> Two, like you said, his first stint wasn't the best. He didn't really make an impact. He fumbled the ball around a couple times. He didn't technically turn the ball over, but his out of place, not in the right position, 
a few times did cause turnovers for guys like Champagne and Davison who -hmm. tried to hit him on a couple rolls and he just one didn't get to the spot two didn't seal off the defender well enough to get the catch. So he is somewhat responsible for those turnovers, even though he has zero in the box score. He was just mad besides that. The efficiency was there. He only took four shots, made three of them pretty good. Six rebounds is fine in 17 minutes. Only two fouls. Like he wasn't just getting like whistle yeah. after whistle and just slapping guys around around the basket. That's good, at least. <laughs> but I, I was bummed not to see him be more impressive. I was excited about him coming in. And because Me of too. that, you got to give him the C minus. I think he looks a little bigger than I thought he was, too. Like, I'm not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like for guys with athleticism, you need to have a stronger build. Lean. He looked a little. Yeah. yeah. Almost, I don't know. He looked like he was lumbering out there a bit too much, but um, mm. you said, would you give him a, a C minus? C minus, I agree yeah. with you. Okay, next up, Sam Grissell off the bench. Two points, four rebounds, two assists, 0-2 from the field, 0-1 from three. It's just a C. He didn't hurt them. He was the only player on the team with a positive plus minus. He was a plus one. He had this really cool diving play where he dove for a ball and helped to get an outlet pass. <clears throat> Made a couple solid drives. He was super quick. That was the only thing I was telling Sam. That's the only thing I remember seeing. Like He had some big steps. Like he, like he not Giannis steps, but the same type of like driving to the paint, leap and bound steps. He was pretty quick that way. Didn't hurt the Celtics. If anything, he technically helped them the most because he was the only one with a positive plus minus, but he only played 1356 off the bench just to see. He was just kind of out there running, but I'm not going to complain. He was fine. Whatever. Yeah. I'll give him a D for don't care. Next. <laughs> don't okay. care. Literally don't. Care. Uh, well, I thought the dive on the floor was good. I'll yeah. Say that. Showed some hustle. Jay Scrub. 17 points, one rebound, zero assists, two steals, and a block, four turnovers, six of 11 from the field, one of three from deep. Jay Scrub had Twitter going nuts. Second leading score in the night behind Jordan Walsh. Some super cool dunks. I'll get very athletic. Got yeah, to the we paint, know ball. Second leading score. Essentially, and, our takes yeah. from the reaction were correct. Go on. The same. Exactly the same. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> go B. Is that harsh? Maybe. I, I, I think B plus B. I'm going to put him in a B plus. Spoiler. I, I'm going to go with a B. And mm. I think that is, I think I also had Justin Bean as a B. So some people watching will be like, how do you have them the same? All of the things Jay Scrub did, most of the things Jay Scrub did well in this game will not translate to a role on the Celtics. So if, if you want to talk true. about this in terms of a summer league game, like for Jay Scrub, it's an A minus, right? I think like he played really well. He got to the cup, but for a guy trying out for the Celtics, it's a B because he's not going to have the ball in his hands a lot. When he did have the ball, he was taking some dribble, dribble step backs. And if you do that in the Celtics, you're hitting the bench for a Jay Scrub. Well, no, actually guy. you fit right in. <laughs> you and Tatum not, are best yeah, friends. I know. I know. But the slashing was good. The defense was fine. He was hustling, but. I I th- thought it was good, but I don't think he would have a very big role in this team unless he can learn to play off the ball more comfortably. Because when he was off, off the ball, the ball buddy. <laughs> exactly, he's got he's got to be able to cut. Maybe B is too harsh. Maybe it should be a B plus. But I'll stick with my B just because, like I said, I, I don't think all of the things he did that popped off the page would translate super well to a role on the Celtics. Yeah, I think you make a good point with the not going to earn a roster spot like this type thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But I have to give him a B plus because I thought he did some things aside from the scoring that were impressive. I thought his defense was okay. He had a pair of steals. One of them led to an and one for himself. He was active out there. He got himself a block. Like he was okay. 
The negative part of this is, in fact, we do know ball. He didn't move the ball very much. And when he did, it was to the other team with the four turnovers. It was impressive to see him somewhat take over the game and get to the basket. I wish we saw more of that out of J.D. Davison. That was really what I was hoping for from him. And we got it from Jay Scrub. So if Jay Scrub <laughs> can combine with Davison's looking for other guys, he could be a much better player. That being said, he was still solid today. and He doesn't deserve to get shit on for it from me. You didn't really shit on him, but no. it sounded like I was. So I want to be fair. Um, B plus for Jay Scrub. 17 points off the bench is pretty good from anybody in any game. Yep. There you go. Good, good performance. I do Last think one... your point is valid about the not going to make the team that way. Though. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I, I had one of my buddies from college text me. He's like, oh, Jay Scrub's got to get a spot, right? I'm like. I wouldn't like hate it if he got See, a spot. Uh, like, Javante Green, 2019? Yeah. Javante yeah. played well. I will say the difference between Javante and Jay Scrub, though, is Jay Scrub is looking to score. Javante was not looking to score. He had that big game in the preseason where he had all the super cool dunks, and everyone was that like, he take him. That he did. Uh, last one, Michael Mulder off the bench, three points, uh, two rebounds, two assists, one of four from the field, one of three from three. Same as Sam Bursell, just to see. He's just... Is, is it D for don't care, Sam? D for don't care, but also uh, F for spine, find a spot on the bench so I can watch these other guys I'd rather see play. I would have yes. rather seen uh, the Hungarian guy, which they don't have his full name. Valerio is the half name. I don't know what the last one is. Mm-hmm. Bodon. Vincent Valerio Bodon. Valerio Bodon. I'm going to get his name now. It's a respect thing. I should. Very sorry. <laughs> uh, but Baldwin will play presumably as will Banton. I think Mulder's yeah. minutes are just going to diminish. He only played nine today with all those guys not playing. I would have mm-hmm. rather seen Valerio. But on, yeah, but on <laughs> play. I would have, he was one of my favorites yeah. to watch the mixtape for, even though he's playing against 12 year olds. I agree. And it was weird. Cause like Mulder was the first news we got for summer league this year it was like, Oh, they got Mulder on the team. It's like, Oh, that's cool. Right. And now it's just <clears throat> so many other guys. Not really. You get that chance, but. Yeah, Celtics lost the first summer league game. Uh, people played well. But next up, speaking of summer league, Jordan Walsh, who just had a great debut, officially signed with the Celtics. We were talking a little bit. Obviously, with the second round pick, you're not going to be able to know what the contract is off rip. Like first round contract, you get that guaranteed four years, um, two years, or two team option years in the last two. Jordan Walsh, four years. Four-year, $7.6 million deal, I believe. I'll check that number. But um, team option the last year it is a part of the new second-round exception, uh, which is a new thing in the CBA. Uh, you can offer second-round picks, um, three- or four-year exceptions. Jordan Walsh going to be on the Celtics three years, guaranteed salary uh, for just under three mil each season, and then a team option in the fourth year. Based on what we saw in Summer League today, good deal. <laughs> good cost-controlled contract for Jordan yeah, Walsh. Yeah, Brad hits again. Brad Definitely. just like looks on from the sidelines and cracks a smirk as Jordan Walsh leads the Celtics in scoring in his summer league debut, shoots four of six from three and impresses everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for Jordan Walsh. Good for the Celtics. Glad they have another guy who can defend hit threes and play well. Marcus Brad smart just spits in the direction of all of us. Right. <laughs> Speaking of guys who can defend well, Marcus smart, obviously no longer on the Celtics, but he did, in fact, <laughs> he did open up his press conference uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies, his first appearance for the Grizzlies. 
Uh, and we have some quotes on there or on the sh- on our show sheet here. A lot of quotes that we're going to react to quick. We'll read them off. Give some rapid fire reactions. Uh, smart. Fresh start. Smart said about his new opportunity per Jared Weiss of the Athletic. A lot of things personally in my life this year have happened uh, and it could just put you under, could put you in a dark place. My house flooded, et cetera, et cetera. So just for me to start over and get back to the grind, basically said he's excited for it. Good for him. Yeah, that's what you're going to say when you join a new team. I'm excited. <laughs> exactly. He should have just uh, came out and been like, have you guys seen Goodfellas? It's like the scene where they take Tommy in the back and kill him when they tell him they're going to make him a main man. That's <laughs> what happened to me. Another one, Marcus Smart. I grew up in Boston, in brackets in Boston, but he's like, I grew up there. I met some new, very wonderful people throughout my time there. My experiences while in Boston, I lost my mom, my fiance lost her dad while we were in Boston together. So I've been through some stuff and it's all been in Boston and Boston is my second home. It's been tough. There's always going, they're always going to have a place in my heart and everything I accomplished. Um, I left everything I had wearing the jersey out there on that court. And although we didn't win a championship, the big scheme of things, I don't consider my time there a failure. I helped rebuild that team at the time when I came in and I left it better in that sense. So I'm very ecstatic with my time there. But like I said, I'm excited about the future and what it holds for me. Just enough to make you yeah. want to jump. Should have got him a championship. Instead, I they know. shot a million threes at the end of game four in 2022. And here we are. <sighs> yeah. In tough. In uh, the team's defense, smart miss two of them. <laughs> it's true. Uh, next, we have Smart talking about playing with Jaron Jackson Jr., another depoy. That's unheard of. That's never been done to be on the same team. So we're always making, already making history with that. We're going to try and continue to make history. I mean, the defense on that team is going to be rooting nuts. for him. <clears throat> That's for sure. No problem with the Grizzlies, uh, except for they took Marcus Smart. Uh, another Smart quote here. Marcus Smart said that even though he didn't win a title, say, I helped rebuild that. That was covered in the bigger quote. Uh, smart. I'm excited to start a new journey in my life and in my basketball career. And what better way to do that than be in a city that fits me perfectly? Grind city. I'm a grinder. That's what I do. <clears throat> yeah. I, I mean, if it makes sense. If you were to draw up another team for Marcus Smart outside of Boston, it, it probably, probably would be Memphis. Be Memphis, Memphis yeah. is a team that's good to root for, I would say. They never pissed me off other than losing to the Lakers in the playoffs. I will this say. Year. You know the button that's like uh, upgrade, like it shows you a picture, then it's click yeah, the it's upgrade Dylan button. Go back. Dylan Brooks to Marcus Smart is upgrade. <laughs> yeah. huge upgrade for the Grizzlies. Uh, referring to Jaw, I love to push guys to the limit, especially a guy who's great. I've done it over in Boston, basically just talking about how excited he is to help and play wow. with Jaw. Stepped around the gun stuff. Good for Marcus. Hey, you got to do that. Uh, then we have a couple quotes from how great GM. Would be if he just was like, I'm going to take his gun away, <laughs> and he's going to do nothing about it. Oh, man. Uh, Quote from GM Zach Kleinman. Grizzlies GM, I should say. When we started putting names on the board, there was no one higher than Marcus. This was early on. It was like, hey, this is the pie in the sky. There happens to be a way that Boston would engage on this. Uh, Obviously, there was a transaction that didn't happen earlier in the day before the traders agreed to with Boston. Never know what could have happened if that possibility didn't come together. But we had expressed a very high level of interest. And Boston knew that Marcus is someone we felt passionately about being able to bring our group and we're willing to put assets, compelling draft assets and otherwise. Uh, when the opportunity presented itself to acquire Marcus, it was something we were uh, going through all the iterations of things that we could possibly do. Bringing Marcus into the organization, that was at the top of the list. Got to be opportunistic sometimes, but thankfully it all came together that way. Well, at least he's somewhere where they want him. Because <laughs> exactly. if you take nothing else from that quote statement, they really wanted Marcus Smart. <laughs> yeah. You could also take away that maybe if the Clippers weren't a bunch of rats, then he would still be a Celtic, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Also very true. And then Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins. For me, it was, yes, let's blank and go. 
just say let's fucking go. Come on, buddy. Come on. What are we doing? Uh, I'm fired. I was Love fired up. I'm just actually <laughs> that he said, let's yeah. blank and go. Yeah. I wonder if that like... was for the article or for that, but it says blanking. Yeah. there's no like asterisks. So <clears throat> it was mm. written blanking. I was fired up. I'm telling you, you always do your due diligence, right? Year after year, we're always trying to continue to surround our group with great people, great competitors, people that have high IQs, <clears throat> super unselfish. That's what Marcus stands for. Ultimate competitor, got the highest basketball IQ, super selfless. He exemplifies that on the court, but also off the court. Hopefully he feels that energy from us. I can't wait to get him into Memphis, get going, get on the court. Like you said, building relationships with his teammates. We've got a great competitive group that needs more juice to get us to the next level. And that's what Marcus is going to do for us. Yep. That's what he's going to do. That is for sure. He is probably the perfect player for Memphis. He really is. It's Tony Allen all over again. Maybe he'll get his number retired there. That'd be pretty cool for him. That probably won't happen here because they didn't get him a championship. So (laughs) pretty terrible. Very sad. Very sad. But that that was Marcus's introductory press conference with the Memphis Grizzlies. They better win. (laughs) Next up, we have... Uh, Chris Mannix talking about Dame to the Celtics had a report call it an informed opinion, but I'm not buying this Miami or bus stuff. Um, does Lillard want to play in Miami? Absolutely. The heat, according to a source with direct knowledge of Lillard's thinking are his first choice, but would Lillard blank or balk if he was traded to Philadelphia where he would join forces with Joel Embiid? Would he refuse to play in Boston where he could play with Tatum and Brown? I doubt it. Lillard wants to win. He's less than two weeks away from his 33rd birthday. He wants to compete for a championship while he's still in his prime. He has four years and 200 million left on his contract, so his leverage is limited. And if you know anything about Lillard, you know the idea that he would that he would mope or give his new team less than 100% is wild. It goes without saying, or at least it should, that the Blazers should trade him for the best offer. And as long as he's traded to a winner, I think Lillard will be fine with it. Again, informed opinion, not in a report, yeah. but <clears throat> can they trade with the G League? See, I I don't want at this point, I don't want Dame anywhere near the Celtics. He has been nothing but a loser throughout this whole process from what's been reported. That's my thing. I I want to say this to Lillard. What is being reported is that he is a massive loser. His agent is putting out there that he is not going to play for teams unless it's Miami. There are other good teams. Just throw the Celtics out of it. Philadelphia, if he gets traded to Philadelphia, is a good situation for him. It, It just is. That's a team that's competitive. He's a better fit there than Harden, I would say, because you could put mm-hmm. Dame off the ball just because he's such a great shooter. Yeah. And he gets to play with the MVP. You wouldn't go play there, really? You wouldn't? Why? Mm-hmm. You're such a loser for diminishing your value for the team that you played for for 11 years, the team that paid you an asinine contract that is going to make you a negative asset for whatever team you end up with down the line. And, and you're yeah. going to break their balls over this and get them. Well, at this point, it sounds like they're going to have to give up second round picks and that's it. Cause he's just going to cry his way to not playing anywhere else. My thing is all these things about Dame. Obviously Dame had that tweet. I assume saw where he's like, it's crazy how, how many people know so much, but so little at the same time. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> he, he tweeted that. And people well, were Chris like, Chris Haynes is yap flapping his guns. Yeah, and that's his people voice, were like, so I don't really Chris know what Haynes, you want. He's like, Chris Haynes and your agent are literally just spewing all this stuff. What do you expect? But my thing is like, all this stuff over the past two weeks, like Chris Mannix reported, this is nothing like Dame has ever been in his whole career. Yeah, so I ha- true. I have a hard time believing that he wouldn't. Oh, play. I don't. You think he would sit out? Well, I don't know if he would sit out, but I don't doubt that this is real information. I think just he be, definitely just based off of where it's coming from. I think he definitely wants to go to Miami, but I don't think like this the whole thing like he wouldn't go to training camp. I can't imagine if if he gets traded to the Celtics or Sixers or something or else like. 
I have a hard time believing he'll just sit out and pull a Ben Simmons. That doesn't. Oh, sound I like. I agree with that part. If he gets yeah. traded to a real team, I think he's gonna play. But I just don't like that guys can do this. Yeah, they just dropped a whole new CBA where like these teams are getting screwed for building teams the right way, aka the Warriors, kind of. Mm-hmm. Even though they got KD and found a loophole because they signed Steph to a good contract. Yeah. And then they kept it through trading for Russell and then bring in Wiggins, Wiggins. and they still have the cap slot. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But essentially they a lot of these guys are homegrown. Like, make no mistake. Like they did a good job of building their team the right way. Yeah. So now the CBA does not include anything for guys being crybabies and quote unquote not reporting to a team. Should the Sixers have had to take up a cap slot for Ben Simmons when he just refused to play? Well, no. they'd lose their money. They'd lose their money. The player the will player lose their money, money, but the team's still screwed. They can't use it somewhere yes. else. That yes. There needs to be like a clause for that, but it's it's a very slippery like a, slope because teams could just fudge it and be like 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 the disabled player exception. <laughs> something like that. They need to do something yeah. about this because guys should not be able to sign a max deal. Again, for an asinine amount of money when he's 36 to make $63 million as a 6'3 guard and, and refuse to play after getting that deal, there, there has to be something done about this where guys cannot strong-arm teams, make other franchises afraid to trade for them, and give up assets just because he's like, I'm going to refuse to play. It's lame. If that's actually what's happening, it's definitely lame. Whether it's actually but. happening is one thing. But the fact that the message is even being relayed that way through his yeah. two mouthpieces, his agent and Chris Haynes, mm-hmm. is just as bad almost. I agree. If Portland just has to do what's best for them. and They should just keep him. <laughs> no, they shouldn't do that. They should trade him to the best the team that has the best option. They should literally like not trade him until they get what they want. They should do exactly what Philly did with Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. You say what you want about Philly and Daryl Morey, but that is the most respectable move I think I've ever seen. Is saying <laughs> F you, I'm not trading you. You can sit there and rest and sit on the bench and, and not show up to the arena because you're gonna get booed, but you're not getting what you want. We're gonna wait until we get the right return for you. Your value is correct, and then we'll trade you to where we want to mm-hmm. trade you. <clears throat> Pretty much. And then they got a well, they also got a little bit of help <laughs> from Mr. Harden. But you you want to trade you wanna go play where you want to play? Don't sign a big extension and become a free agent. It's true. Big secret. Next up, same, also from Chris Mannix. Uh, it didn't end up happening, but the Celtics reportedly were interested in bringing in Jeff Van Gundy as a coach. Report from Chris Mannix here. The Mavericks and Celtics discussed roles with Van Gundy before beefing up their coaching staffs, uh, referring to Celtics bringing on Charles Lee and Sam Cassell uh, and Emil Jefferson. I think that would have been hilarious. <laughs> Just, I, Van Gundy's that, fire. Kind of yeah. got the shaft from ESPN. Yeah, But he would have been nothing if not a good pest to the officials on the bench <laughs> yes yeah i would have been fine absolutely. with that it would have been cool i don't see how it hurts them it's a whatever it's i just, just coach thing but i didn't know that that did make me like do a little ooh when i like, looked at the show mm-hmm. sheet and i saw that because i hadn't seen that yet yeah i knew I about dallas but i did not know about the celtics <clears throat> yeah interesting i it doesn't sound like it's happening anymore because they did no. beef up the staff but uh interesting at the relief next up we have gary washburn talking about what the celtics should do moving forward Gary Washburn believes the Celtics should look north. Uh, he said, I think they should look up north for some solutions. Pascal Siakam or Ojananobi. Toronto's got to figure out whether it wants to rebuild or wants 
to kind of retool. They lost Fred Van Fleet. They signed Dennis Schroeder. They're in team in total limbo right now, and they've got some guys and expiring contracts coming up that might be available to the Celtics with all this draft capital, all these second-round picks that they've been picked up over the last couple of weeks. So I think looking north would be the next move. Brad Stevens saying in an interview, um, he's like, yes. I looked at her cabinet. Brad Stevens was like, we had no second-round picks. We had like one tradable second. And so I saw, basically it was like, we, Jordan Walsh was on our board and we saw an opportunity to stockpile tradable assets basically said second round picks are candy and we're going to use them as candy to trade for players uh, name dropping the trade deadline. So looking North is something I've brought up as I intrigued. brought it up too. Yeah. We Love know ball. We, we know ball. We talked about it on the last show. I wrote the Houdini piece. One of the things was an OG trade for Brogdon, not positive if that would get the deal done, but it's not the dumbest thing. Toronto does have that weird situation because they're like, are we going to suck or not? They have yep. to decide. <laughs> I'd love Ananobi. That, that's my golden goose for a Celtics offseason trade target. Brogdon for Ananobi. Send it in. Yeah. Send it in. That would be a banger breaking news. How many, how many first-round picks would you be willing to put in that package? Well, Ananobi's 25. Mm-hmm. He I'd has probably do two three. years left in his contract. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if one of them is an option. The contract is a good contract. And it's the same length as Brogdon's. So essentially, you're not um, giving up any sort of Player timeline option. stuff. Two years. next This upcoming season and the season after, but the season after this upcoming season is a player option. Okay. So <clears throat> essentially, he has one year left in his deal. He's not going to opt in. Yes. Just because, I mean, these guys are getting a zillion dollars. Jeremy Grant got treated as expiring. $4 million yeah. a year. If he got that much, I don't know if he should at least get that much. <laughs> yes. So the Celtics are going to have their hands full. I'm not sure if they trade for OG, if they'll get draft rights. I mean, draft rights, bird rights. Mm. If they were to get bird rights and they were willing to pay them, maybe you give up the first because that essentially gives you. I think you they get bird rights if they trade for him. A core of Brown, Ananobi, and Tatum at the wing, whether you start all three of them with White at point guard and then nasty. whichever big guy, Porzingis, I guess, that you want. <laughs> That'd be nasty. Yeah, that I would probably sacrifice him first, especially mm-hmm. since you can afford to just throw in the Warriors. I think I would I say yeah. I would give up three for that with Brogdon. Two of the Celtics and the Warriors is what I, I think I'd be willing to do. Yeah, yeah, that was the one I pitched. I'd love that. I would I'm love just that. Sheen with the massive head in Jimmy right? Neutron when he gets real smart. That's me. What would you what would you do for Siakam? Siakam has one year left on his deal. Siakam's a weird season. one, isn't he? Because he he has the statistics and he's gotten the recognition of like a top player in the league by the league. But anybody on a podcast or writers, like nobody's like, this guy rules. You don't hear a whole lot good. about Siakam. Now, I know I think you think he's, he's good. good, but I don't know. What what would you give up? I'm going to toss it back to you because I truly don't know. I'd Probably something uh, similar. Something similar. I think you'd probably have to get up a little bit more. He, he is better. He's better than OG Adenobi. He's older. That's Horford? the only thing. <laughs> I wouldn't give up Porford. I think I would really? do like, no, I wouldn't give up Porford a deal. Wow. I, I, it's for, well, for I, Siakam. I don't think the rap. Well, one, I don't think the Raptors want Horford. There I don't go. think that'd be something. Yeah. So I, I don't think like the only reason the Celtics would include it in a deal would be to match salaries. And at that point, actually you might need him to match salaries. Mm, actually, now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, uh, that's where Jack draws the line. Oh man, Horford. yeah, it would probably have to be Brogdon, Horford, Pritchard, and Picks. I'd still probably do it if you get some sort of like if you get the the wink wink handshake you got from 
Porzingis that, yeah, I'll be re-signing or whatever from Siakam, then I do it because then, I mean, then you could roll out Derek White, the Jays, Siakam, and Porzingis for the next few years. Like, I mean, talk about, <laughs> talk about crazy. So I probably they would do win. it. My question is, would you do the same package, less picks and Rob instead of Al? Um, I might maybe. still do it. I think I you do. Might. And here's why. One, you now have Porzingis and you now have Siakam. That knocks out the need for a third <clears throat> of Porzingis, Rob, and Horford. So if you have Horford, you can bring yep. him off the bench. He can be your backup big. You don't necessarily need Rob. And by giving up Rob, you keep those picks, which you're going to need with the new CBA to financially build out the rest of your roster. Yeah. Because that is the only way you're going to be, even though uh, they might be number 30. Got the super cool seconds, though. They got and the they super have a cool million, seconds. yeah, super valuable seconds is what we'll call those. As my, I mean, you tweeted it today. Second round picks over. <laughs> yeah, I was being sarcastic. Hey man, second round picks are good. Now the real question is: This is something I brought up. Would you trade Brown for both of them? No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because the Brown thing is <laughs> so wait weird. Wait a second. Where like you're mm -hmm. like, oh, do I really want to pay Brown like sixty million dollars over five years? And mm -hmm. is he going to request a trade next year when he can get traded and just take the money like Dame's doing that rat in Portland? Yeah. Like I don't know. It maybe, but the problem with that is you need. I think if you're going to do that, you need like an understanding between all parties that the two guys coming in from Toronto are going to be here. Yeah, you can't salvage or or I'm sorry, sacrifice five years of a all NBA guy under contract for, for no guarantee of exactly. Yes, no, I agree. Two years or even one. Uh, I'll throw this at you: Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Porzingis versus Derek White, Ananobi, Tatum, Siakam, Porzingis. That hey, one, it feels I, like you kind of get Siakam for free. Because you're like, oh, like OG can try to fill the Brown role and you ask less of him with the ball and that ball handling or or dribble drive duty goes to Siakam yeah. where yeah. you're trying to create inside a bit more, I guess. that That is a head scratcher. That is a head and hands. Well, if the I'm other Brad thing, Stevens, what the hell do I do? Trey? You would probably have to throw Brogdon in the deal too for salary matching. So maybe at that point, okay, you don't care. I wasn't sure if you cared. I, you're you're more in on Brogdon than I am. Well, I am in on Brogdon. Well, I'm I'm not as out on Brogdon as you. I don't think Brogdon <laughs> should be relegated to a negative asset or they have to get yes. rid of this guy. The only way yeah. they have to get rid of Brogdon is if he's miserable and heated that they try to trade him. Mm -hmm. That hey, That's I, a situation where you might have to take back less for Brogdon, but I don't like the proposals where it's like the Celtics are just going to give him up or, or take back like no, Jimmy from the mean. street for Brogdon like no Brogdon no, was yeah. the sixth man of the year he's not a bum he doesn't have a leg injury he has a weird mm -hmm. forearm tear that I'm sure he's gonna be fine from that that is my take mm -hmm. on that hey man I the defense I'm not Jalen Brown's not a bad defender obviously he's a he's an okay defender. we've and seen him he, defend in the past there's no reason when he, he tries to do it again when he tries he's good Derek White OG Ananobi Tatum, Siakam, Porzingis on defense. And an OB and all NBA defensive player this year. <laughs> that's dis that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is gross. I don't know if he led the league in steals, I think. <clears throat> he was top two with Melton, I think. Oof. I if, if Toronto was like, hey, give us Brogdon Brown in a first or Brogdon Brown and Pritchard or whatever, and we'll give you these two guys. And they reset with Brown, <clears throat> their lead guy with Scotty Barnes up there and Pirtle. Celtics get hey. Hey man. 
I think it would be pretty cool. I think it would be pretty cool, especially because Siakam's an underrated ball handler. I'm not saying you should put the ball in his hands, but it's not, you wouldn't be yeah. having no second tertiary ball handler next he, to him. He would take on the backup or, or yes. like you tertiary. said, tertiary yeah. ball handling duties from Brown. And Anobi would kind of give you that three point catch and shoot in defense that you also somewhat get from Brown. He's up. This is like such a terrible comparison. Cause it's not a comparison at all. He's a younger wing version of Al Horford. Basically he's three and D at the wing or no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Siakam is Siakam's a bit like you said, he's weird. Cause like he's a little he's, more versatile than Horford, but he's quiet about it with his, yeah. his actual like production. Like, yeah. And maybe it's because they, they play in Canada. You don't hear as much about the Raptors yeah. just because you don't. Like, that's how it works. I think across all sports, mm-hmm. maybe not hockey. I mean, for what it's worth, 24 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists for Siakam this past year. Yeah. No, if you said that to – well, I knew just because I've written about it a couple times. Yeah. But like, the average NBA fan is not going to be like, wow, yeah, Siakam, all NBA, nasty. No one's saying that. I, I don't Also, think. six foot nine. Like, he's Horford's height. He's Horford's Rob's height, so he's a big guy. Shooting splits might not be there. That. I think of all the things we've like thrown around about a brown exit, that is the best return you're getting. I told you that and Embiid are the only ones I'm like, okay, maybe we maybe we yeah, consider it. I'd agree I got roasted that. in the comments. Did you see the comment about that? My comment about um the Embiid thing? No, so yeah, so I said this on the podcast. Which one? The last uh, one? Last time. Yeah. Okay. I'm pulling and it a guy right com- a guy commented. This man said the only person he'd trade Jalen Brown for is Joel Embiid. And if the Raptors called offering Siakam and OG and Obi, he'd at least consider it. R-O-T-F-L. Jalen yep, is nowhere near that. worth either of those scenarios. He's worth Tobias Harris and a first or Fred Van Fleet and a first rounder max. Fred Van Fleet's a negative asset. Make no mistake. <laughs> first things first, Fred Van Fleet Did is you not a contract stat? that I want. Did you see the stat? Sorry, I'm, I'm cutting you off just because I think you'll think it's funny. It's fine. There was only one player who shot more shots and shot worse from the field than Dylan Brooks last season. And it was Fred Van Fleet and the Raptors signed him both. Yeah, Houston. <laughs> Houston both. Uh, Rockets, yes, sorry. Yes. So, first things first, Fred Van Vliet is a negative asset. Tobias Harris has been a negative asset in the past. The reason he's no longer a negative asset is because his contract is finally expiring. He's making $40 million a year to be a role player on a good team. No good team wants that contract because they cannot build out the rest of the roster. Yeah. Are you trading Jalen Brown just to let Harris walk? Are you going to keep him? He's definitely not replacing Brown. He's fine. And if he's not making $40 million, he's probably above average. But because of his price tag, he's not worth the money right now. And he's kind of a negative asset, but not really because he's expiring. But Fred Van Vliet, yeah. absolutely not. Don't want him on my team for $40 million. See you later. I was I, I was going to reply to it, but I decided it was better just to like, it's fine. Like, let it go. My so reply was going in, in the most what? grand way possible now. What happened? Oh yeah, I know. You've no, but my reply discussed it. My reply was going to be <laughs> something along the lines of like R O T F L. You're either 13 or 56, and I can't tell which one. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Um, but anyways, uh, I I would seriously consider a Jalen for those two swap. And regardless, even if if the Celtics get either one without giving up Jalen, that would be a massive win. Next Celtics thing we have, I think maybe the last Celtics thing we have. Is from Adam Himmelsbach. 50 minutes saying, on Celtics, by the way. Hey, a lot of Celtics content for you guys today. There we go. Himmelsbach, Adam Himmelsbach, the Boston Globe. 
Um, no, the Celtics do not have a plan to start a youth movement centered on draft picks. The capital will eventually serve as currency in a larger deal with the Celtics well positioned for a seismic strike. Lee's sources said the spree of recent activity has bred speculation that they could be staking out their big move right now. But a league source said that it appears unlikely things can change suddenly. Of course, maybe Boston gets pulled in as a third team in the deal, but the Celtics are not pursuing the Blazer star at the moment, referring to Dame, but the seismic strike quote quote, excuse me, is obviously the one that went viral on Twitter. These draft picks are are valuable as much as you you hate that, you know, the way they got them, how they got them. They have a ton of seconds. Um, they got a first in the smart deal. They have matching contracts. If there's any team that can make a trade for a star, Celtics are up there. Yeah, I saw the Himmelsbach thing. I kind of wrote about it. <clears throat> Who exactly are they going to get for these? He doesn't really mention it. He just says it's not going to be Dame. Again, good. The Dame thing, I heard a really great argument from Bill Simmons talking about Dame where he's like, people are saying Dame's the best players are ever. And he's not. And he, yes, he is. Listen, Dame has never been to an NBA finals. He's never won a game in the conference finals. Clyde Drexler went to two NBA finals with the Blazers and lost to Jordan and Jordan twice. Or did they lose to the Pistons once? I'm not I sure about that. Lost to two great, like, all-time teams. Of course, Dame lost to the Warriors in the playoffs, so there's that. And then Bill Walton won the franchise's one and only title and then got hurt, and he was the best player on the planet for a year and a half. Nah, I don't care. I still Dame. I still Blazer, Dame. At Blazer. Drexler was with the Blazers for more seasons and went to two no. finals. I'm still going Dame. Why? It's just all time. I just think he is the best player. I he think might be the, the best statistical player, but he, he has not have the best mm. career with the Blazers. Not my take, I think, Bill Simmons, but I agree with him. I think this is the o- the only reason this is even a conversation is because people are mad at Dame. It's the only reason it's a conversation. Well, I think before yes no. No, before before this whole Dame thing, if I told you Dame was the best player in Blazers history, you wouldn't have blinked. I, no I don't blink. think there would be as much pushback, but you're starting to see it a lot more now where people are throwing it around more and more because the – time with Portland maybe up and you know people are like he deserves to be treated better he's the best player they've ever had and people are like well is he like other players have done I better things is. with the franchise than him. Nah, I think he is I think he is but I, I, I understand it and Drexler obviously has a case but it's like the Drexler case is an excellent case <clears throat> two finals appearances it's pretty good spent more time with the team than him mm. not bad not a bad that. case I still go damn, but yeah, Celtics are positioned to make a big time move. So uh, we'll see if anything transpires from that NBA moving on to basketball, Here comes uh, moving on. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. First we topic, start... Wemby sucks. <laughs> Would you like to start? <laughs> Wemby, I don't have the box score in front of me and the box score is very, very, very important to this. So let me, let me quickly pull it up. I had the Celtics box score. Up. Wemby Nyama made his summer league debut, much anticipated, absolutely packed gymnasium out in Vegas. Uh, and he did not shoot the ball. Well, I have the stats right here. Victor Wembanyama uh, ended the night with just nine points, eight rebounds, three assists, five blocks, four turnovers, four fouls, two of 13 from the field, one of six from deep, not a very efficient night from the superstar. Mm. Yeah. Get ready to learn Chinese buddy. <laughs> wow. Um, Swing and miss outplayed by Brandon Miller. Who's also sucked in the summer league, by the way. Yeah. Five of 15 for 16 points. He did have 11 rebounds, but he was really, really bad in the first two Didn't games well. for Charlotte. 
where he had more fouls and points in the second game and in the first Yikes. game that got absolutely whomped by the Spurs. By the way, this game was super low scoring. Yeah, well, it's because nobody could score the ball. Yeah. Nobody could hit a shot. 76 to 68. What is this, the 1990s? <laughs> I mean, this, the, the Hornets shot below 30% from the field. <laughs> this Charlotte Summer League team has been god-awful. They're they're terrible. They don't have an NBA player on the roster outside of Bryce McGowan's, and he's riding the Oof. border. <laughs> Well, Brandon obviously Miller, Brandon NBA Miller. player. There's no, your, obviously Brandon Miller. Title. Obviously outside of the rookies. I meant like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Well, um, Jones ugly. Dunked on Wemby. He did dunk on Wemby. I will also say people are the people who are actually treating the Wembenyama thing as like he sucks are all just big idiots. Like, come on, what are we doing? Well, we'll here? find out if he sucks the next time they play. No, no. If you suck no. in the summer league twice after saying I'm not going to play in the summer league because I'm too good to play in the summer league, kind of a bad look. I don't think he ever said that. I think it was like a general thing, like the Spurs are going to play that. him. I think it was the Spurs. I don't think that was a Wimbanyama decision. If anything, the Spurs said no, and then he was like, actually, just kidding, let me play. Yeah. <laughs> what we, come on. Um, but yeah, Wemby sucks now, in case you've been under a rock for five <laughs> Stop it. Everybody Wemby wanted him number one overall. <clears throat> don't the uh, Spurs <laughs> and the rest of the teams look like idiots for tanking? No. It, re- realistically, though, he did not shoot the ball well. Um but he played really good defense. Imagine he he, listen, five blocks. He is getting killed. Make no mistake. He's it's getting so, killed online. It's so dumb. It's Imagine so if dumb. he was on the Celtics and he did this in his summer league debut. Oh my God. What the media here would be saying and what we would be saying. Right. Dude. I, I, I think the two know. of us would be more of on uh, apologist level. Be like, oh, well, it's one game. Kind of like we are. And that's what I'm trying to do for <laughs> because but like, come on. Imagine, uh, you know. Shaughnessy gets behind the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh no, that would be just... fire. I would love that. Ah, uh, would be brutal. No, realistically, it's one game. People need to chill out. Some people just don't <laughs> play very well. In we needed some fire stuff to come out and be like, "This guy sucks." Yeah. I mean, looking at summer league, so you can look at summer league like stats for all time uh, on Real GM. Um, and I, I was looking at some players. Chris Paul shot 37% in summer league. You know, Patrick Williams shot 38%. Like NBA players don't play. Steph Curry shot 32% in summer league, right? I'm just not that you are actually believing that 1B sucks, but just for the, 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 the chance that some of the people listening think 1B sucks, cut the shit. <laughs> like, stop. Well, in fairness yeah, to those people, league. like Steph Curry was not the, this guy's going to be the next great generational player. But sure. to your point, he has become a great generational Chris player, Paul. and he did not need to have a monster summer league to do so. Yes. Did LeBron play in summer league? Uh, yeah, he did. Let's see what LeBron tried. I saw something on Twitter, and it was like, people are treating Wemby like the LeBron thing. They're killing him if he plays bad and like just saying, yeah, I expect yeah, that. Like, welcome to being the next guy. It sucks. That's tough. Yeah, That's it sucks. Tough. He's making $10 million. Um, also, this is out of nowhere. Ezra Williams played five summer league games and shot uh, 110% from the field, according to real GM. Guy's nasty. <laughs> I when just, was this? I, he played summer league in the 20, or from 2005 to 2008. He shot, yeah, in the 2006-2007 summer league for Las Vegas, he shot 5.2 for four. He, he 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 made 
21 field goals, but took 16 shots. Does that so, mean like he did like five <laughs> headers? I I like genuinely he, he don't had know. The ball what bounce off here. his head, so it wasn't a real shot, but it still went in. I genuinely don't know. Can we? Someone had to have messed name? up the stats. Ezra Williams. Someone had to have messed up the stats, but this this is this is crazy. He never played wow. in the NBA. When you shoot, when you type in how did Ezra Williams into Google, the first one is get caught. So there's that. <laughs> All right. Crime. Moving on. Moving on from Ezra. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny that he. Uh, I want to I want to see what the answer Super to this Bowl. question is, though. I wonder if someone's an article on this. I, it's probably just a, an input error. Like Real GM probably just put in the stats wrong. Yeah, there's nothing in here. <laughs> they probably just put the stats wrong. But let's catch up on NBA free agency a little bit. Some more moves have happened since the last time we spoke. One of which, last time we talked about no one's picked up Bull Bull, what's happening? Well, the Phoenix Suns look like they're going to be getting Bull Bull, just grabbing talent left yeah, they're and just right. Like, hey, do you want to come play basketball yeah. for free? And all these guys are like, yeah, yeah sign me up. Good for them. Bull Bull probably will be a Phoenix Sun. Another one, Dario Saric signs with the Warriors. That was like rumblings on the first day of free agency, but it finally happened. And then Paul Reed uh, inked a, an offer sheet. With the Utah Jazz, three years, twenty-four million. <clears throat> yes, because if the Sixers match the offer sheet, they will go over the luxury tax. However, a wrinkle in the Paul Reed contract that I read: the first year is guaranteed, uh, but the last fifteen point nine or whatever million in the second two seasons is only guaranteed if the Jazz make it to the second round of the playoffs next year. <laughs> so, well, that's good. But then, mark. if he if Philly matches the contract, right? If Philly makes the second round, then they have to pay. Yes. Yes. So Utah. Danny Age has just done this to just screw the Sixers. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Which is kind of fire. The Sixers brought in. Mo Bamba. Guy. Yes. They did bring in a guy. He has the song. Yep. Mo Bamba. Hose call. (laughs) Um, But that is mad funny that he's just like, yep, screw the Sixers. Good for Danny. Even though I feel yeah. like the Sixers, even though they're like a Celtics rival, like I don't have any animosity towards them just because they never win. Yeah, it's, they're, they're the uh, the younger brother that's just kind of annoying, but they don't really they don't pose a threat at the current moment. Last NBA thing we have for the day is an article we found from Bleacher Report. Correct? We're gonna do it. This is a fire article, by the way. I wasn't sure if we we're gonna do it because we've filled the time, but absolute well, fire. I was just excited. on there looking through Bleacher Report. And this comes up ranking the worst NBA free agent classes of the last decade. So the reason why this article rules <laughs> poor Gallinari Gallinari has been thrown on the thing. Sorry, brother. But the reason why this article rules so much is because we can take a little trip in the time machine to remember, wow, teams were excited to pay that guy. Can you believe that? Man. Like some of these are insane. Like I've already kind of like poked through and seen some of the names on here that were the top guys. Yeah. And they kind of nailed it. Let's take a little scroll here. Five 2014. And, uh, and for those of you just on audio, the picture is of Channing Fry. <laughs> That's how, you know, none of the players in this are in the NBA anymore. I believe uh, Dwayne then headline. Where's Dwayne Dedman? That's Dwayne Dedman. You're right. You're right. The main headline of the 2014 cycle featured LeBron James returning to the Cavs, giving the team's championship two years later. That development remains a key piece of NBA history. Beyond him, however, it was a modest year. Chris Bosh in post-prime Carmelo Anthony otherwise stood as primary options. Key young talents were Eric Bledsoe, Kyle Lowry, Greg Monroe, and Lance Stevenson. 
yeah. who are all quality players but need more. Get ready yeah. to learn Chinese, literally. <laughs> very tough. Uh, very true. Uh, yeah. Dirk Nowitzki, now that he was going to leave, not that he was going to leave the Mavericks, had a painless claim to a top five spot as 36 years old. Ultimately, the only non-LeBron players to change teams and sign contracts worth more than 20 mil were Chandler Parsons, Channing Fry, Spencer Hawes, and Paul Gasol. <laughs> this Channing Fry, rules. 20 mil imagine, crazy. Imagine Chandler Parsons. He did get like a bad accident, I think. But even before that, he yeah. wasn't like a player that people were like, yeah, he's earning the 20 million. He was a guy they want to trade. Channing Fry, paying him $20 million, put your head in the microwave. Pau Gasol, old Tough. Spencer Hawes. What team even paid him? Charlotte? Was that when he went uh, to go play so. for the, the Hornets or was that when he was on LA? Maybe, yeah. Spencer Hawes contract history. Let's take a look. <laughs> Wasn't very good. I misspelled it. So contract history. I think the Hornets were the team that paid him. Um, he signed three seasons, four seasons total of I'm so confused what's happening. Yeah, Hornets gave him a four-year deal, but I, I can't see the like complete like salary per season. It, I don't think he got $20 million a season, but he got a, a deal worth $20 million or something. Something like that. Oh, oh like in total? <clears throat> yeah, he didn't get $20 million a year. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Not as bad. <laughs> not as bad. Not as bad. Not as bad. But at the time, no. kind of as bad. Kind of as bad. Kind of as bad because the salary cap was way different. Number four, 2021. Uh, 2021, otherwise known as the year the Bulls went for it, <laughs> considering <laughs> how cautious most franchises are during free agency. This effort is admirable. <clears throat> Chicago saw a competitive window opening and they acquired both Lonzo and DeRozan. Unfortunately, injuries to ball have dim- dimmed the grand dreams. Yeah. Envisioned. Pause after that Tough. paragraph. <clears throat> yeah. At the time, Chicago actually had a good free agency. People forget yes. they started that year blistering start. They were at the top of the East for a while. People were like, wow, like, did the Bulls do something? They were playing really good defense. Both Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso turned out, and they were really good for Chicago when they first started there. Ball's injury, like the article says, was what has derailed Chicago's whole, like, scheme right now because they were amongst the top teams in the East, and they actually got a playoff spot, an outright one, in the 2022 playoffs because of how well they started. The Bulls were also two and twenty that year against playoff teams in the regular season. That is true. Oh. That was a main talking point of us doing. <laughs> Let, <shows>. let's, <laughs> uh, yikes! Um, also, here another problem is three top players: Jared Allen, Sean Collins, and Duncan Robinsons were restricted, along with headliners Kawhi Leonard and Chris Paul. None of them seemed like strong candidates to change uniforms with Chad True. The next best prizes: Lowry and Conley were entering their age thirty-six and thirty-four seasons, respectively. Miami Fair paid say, the hot of Lowry. <clears throat> This is true. 2021, although not necessarily a bad summer, didn't exactly bring a memorable July. 2016. This is the one I was waiting and for. And the picture is Timofey Mozgov, head in hands. Best stat line in NBA history, though. 93 rebounds, was yeah. it? <clears throat> Crazy. I am reasonably sure that the context makes 2016 look worse. The salary cap suddenly soared from 70 million to 94 million, providing teams with an outlet to overpay in free agency if desired friends they did just that <laughs> who wrote this article this is very well written i forgot to look at the top shout out david kenyon of Blue yeah Report. this article rules good job very well like written. i i am floored by this article i really wanted to be <laughs> a part of the show today because the guys on this 2016 list oh my god making over this. 15 million dollars a season <laughs> dwight First howard joakim noah for the knicks timothy actually it might have been a sign trade i'm not positive if how Still. that worked 
Timothy Mozgov went to the Lakers. So did Luol Dang. Evan Turner got paid after actually being really good with the Celtics. Like he earned the deal. Uh, Kent, Kent Bazemore got paid to go back to Atlanta. Jan Mahimi. And Jan yeah. Mahimi, who Jan actually kind of like snuck up on the old uh, NBA crossover grid today. A lot of people had him on oh, I haven't played that Wizard yet. Spurs. <clears throat> well, I can't use Jan Mahimi now. Disaster. But that was the one spot um, I didn't get. I'm pretty sure Jan Mahimi just came off the books for the Wizards recently. Oh. And I think Luol Deng, I think one or two years ago, Luol Deng came off the books for the Lakers. That is true. They were paying him for a long time. That's terrible. The most expensive contracts, obviously all those players Sam named, uh, got paid $15 a season, at least multi-year contracts. The most expensive contracts that turned sour belong to Andre Drummond, Nick Batum, and Hassan Whiteside. Injuries derailed Parsons' career. Yes, shout out Hassan. The redeeming quality is Kevin Durant's memorable switch to Golden State, along with LeBron re-signing Cleveland. Bradley Beal made his all-star ascent in this contract, too. Uh, Tough. Next Disaster. 2022. This is a bit soon to write this one. I agree. The bright side of the 2022 class is, in theory, time hasn't run out. Perhaps some of the players transformed to go-to players. Short of Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, and maybe Jalen Brunson, however, who could be on that track? Harden is likely past that portion of his career, while DeAndre Ayton has become a potential trade fodder. Mitchell Robinson, Anthony Simons, and Lou Dort are effective players, but in complementary roles, similar to others, such as Yusuf Nurkic and Bobby Portis. As with any free agency class, you can identify a good number of contributors. Wow. The issue is, relatively speaking, 2022's top tier was mostly above average talent and thin on legitimate stars. I see what he's saying. But in fairness to him, the Levine and Beal contracts, kind of bad. Both those guys were on the trade market. Of course, Beal did get traded, but like they were like trying to get out like people want it or or Chicago wants to trade Zach Levine, but nobody cares. Mm -hmm. I don't know the contract. Brunson should not be on in this article. He's been excellent. He got a good Mm -hmm. value contract for the Knicks. And he made the all-star team, made them like a real competitive team again. Yes. So Brunson should should be avoiding any kind of strays here. I don't know. Uh, if hit the breaking spoil. news. Breaking news. How about them Celtics? 800 what subscribers. Oh, baby. That's fire. I thought there was actual news. I was looking. I was like, it what did the Celtics news. do? Put some respect <laughs> on your own name, buddy. 800 subscribers. That's nuts. Thank you guys for We were at 305 at the beginning of the playoffs. It has been mm-hmm. a wild three-ish months for us. That is crazy. Thank you. Very Even much. more wild couple of weeks for I, 100%. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be spoiling David Kenyon's article here. If 2023 is not number one, it should be on the list. Let's soon. see. What is it? David Kenyon's number one force free agency class of all time. 2020, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> for Gordon Hayward front and center. Anthony Davis deserved his place as the number one player available in 2020. Brandon Ingram, who the Lakers shipped to the Pelicans, easily led the restricted market. The rest of this class lacked a punch, save for Fred Van Fleet inking his first big money contract extension. Uh, <clears throat> yikes. Gordon Hayward had become the fourth option on the Celtics, yet the Charlotte Hornets handed him $30 million annually. Veteran forwards Gallinari, Dan, sorry, Danilo Gallinari and Marcus Moore Sr. also commanded $16 million per season to hold quaternary roles at best the next tier included davis oh. Bertan, joe harris bogdan bogdanovich and young babes christian wood and montrez harrell sure there is decent production within this group but only a couple have bolstered their landing spot in a truly hard to replace way that is a yikes reagency class that is that is tough not a lot of talent that there. is a head and hands free agency class. this is why i kind of like I'm I'm out on free agency. Not as you know, it's not exciting, but 
this is kind of why you shouldn't build teams for free agency. I think you should really only pay your own guys. Unless so like many generational players. We are three, four free agencies into the 2020s. Three out of four of them are right here. Yeah. <laughs> Each well, of the last actually, three the seasons. Ones that are already passed. <laughs> yes. Here. 21, 22, and 20. All here. 23. And I, like I just said, 23 should be on the list. It was not a good free agency class. And it's because everyone's re-signing for these Supermaxes now and just getting traded rather than being in free agency. Which is yeah. like, whatever. It's fine as long as they go about it the right way. But like free agency in turn is just kind of dead. And free agency this I, I don't year know is if okay. it's fine. Let, let, let's walk that back a bit. It, what do wait, you mean? Let, let's revisit it. Is it really fine that guys are just taking teams money and getting them to pay them a bunch of money just to be like, screw you. I'm not going to play here anymore. I said, yes, I said, get a return. I said, if it's gone about the right way, I don't like, like, like what, what is going about the right way? Who's, who's a guy like when Paul George extended with the thunder or whatever, and he gets traded and like, Did there's no bad blood to be whatever. traded. No. Then that's what I mean. When, when teams are just like, you know, players resign and then a couple oh, of years later, I okay, it's not when working. Players go about it the right way. I'm like, what is the right way of that? No, no, no. When, when it, when even players can't, like, players can Who? go about it the right way. Who? Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. That was fine. I had no problem with Bradley Beal the way it happened. Yeah, I guess the Beal one was fine. You know what You're I'm saying? Right. It was a mutual thing, like, okay, probably not working. Like, and I know Dame has become this whole thing. No, before the Dame thing all, is bad. I know, but before all this came out, Dame was a guy where like, okay, he can request to be traded. I'm talking about those types. I'm not saying the way Dame has gone about it is fine, but those types of players saying, Hey, I want to be moved. I don't care. And so that, that that's where I'm okay with it. Get your money. But in terms of this year's free agency class, I guess in terms of talent, it's not terrible. Like you had Draymond resigning for a reasonable figure. You had Kuzma on an okay deal. You had Kyrie resigning. Van Fleet got way overpaid. Jeremy Grant got way overpaid, but then like, Yaka Pertles on an okay contract. Great Williams on an okay contract for a role player. D'Angelo Russell's on an okay contract for who he is. Gabe Vincent. Like, there's okay players in this year's free agency, but, like, the bad contracts are bad contracts. So, shout out to Houston for making that happen. Dude, people <laughs> That's are just crazy. paying guys. They're just like, yep. Okay, new CBA, Fred Van Fleet, $40 million. Here you go. And I saw somebody, uh, Rockets person on Twitter, too, today. Like, it sucks now because Eamon Thompson has no real path to, like, start for them. <laughs> Because you can't bench fed main fleet at 40 mil a season. No, anyways. All right. It is time. Bring out Matt the rat. Hello, sir. Rat Sam, list. would you like to kick would you like to kick us off today? Do you have a rat list? I do have one. Yeah. Uh Providence Police rat list. And here's why. Ooh. Okay. Providence Police handed out parking tickets last night in downtown Providence. Or okay. this morning, rather. They didn't give out parking tickets to everybody. So my girlfriend got a parking ticket, but I didn't. And we expired. My when at the time of her getting a ticket, my thing was expired too. So I kind of got lucky, but kind of ratless just towards her. Yeah. What what are they doing? <laughs> For what? Like why? I don't know. It was weird. I mean, like technically it was ex- expired. Like we didn't realize that our uh, they have an app where you can just kind of renew the thing. Ratless for it. lack of consistency, though. Yeah, it was just like, did they do like duck duck goose with the tickets? It's lame. It's lame. Uh, I'll also rat list Easton police. No real mm-hmm. problem. They're using like I live across the street from a cul-de-sac, like a little like dead end street. They're, they're using it as a speed trap. So there's just a police stationed outside my house, like for like, oh, six like they're just ahead. hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Just That's my there. worst nightmare. It's, like, it's terrible. It's like whatever. And I'm not engaging in any suspicious activity or anything, but like I just yeah, don't want to have outside. a right but i just yeah. don't like having they pulled somebody over across the street so they're just like they're just chilling there all day and it's just like 
like why like stop like, i don't want you there like let me let me go about my day without the constant like looking over my shoulder why is there a cop across the street so i'll rattle us that that's lame bounce it back you got anything uh, <clears throat> i got something else i have an anti-rattlist i'll think anti-rattlist i played golf the other day now I've told you my golf scores. 91 is my best ever. It's not terrible, right? My brother's Henry's best ever before yesterday was 89. Henry shot a 79 yesterday golfing, which is uh, he shaved. Isn't that really good? Par is like 70 on most courses. Is, is that standard? Yes, Every single 71. course is 70? No, it's 71. I think at the course we play at is par. Wow. He played shot a 79. He, he was it was 10 strokes better than the best round he's ever played, which was like two weeks, like a week ago. It, it was I felt like a spectator on tour. I was just watching like, what is happening? Here? Ratless Henry. I was more excited mm-hmm. than he was. He was like, yeah, it's so cool. I'm like, no, he, no, not Ratless. <laughs> he's acting like he's been there before or he was a little tired. Yeah, I knew that was coming. No, but like the thing with golf is I don't like to Henry doesn't like to know his score while he's playing because you'll get in your head. Right. And so I, I, I've adopted that, too. I don't like to know my score. But unlike this 15th hole, I looked down at the scorecard. I'm like, Henry's playing okay today. And I, I took a, I didn't like do the full math, but I took a brief glance. I'm like, he's had no sixes today. He's had a five or less on every hole, <clears throat> right? Some threes and fours sprinkled in there. And I, I, internally, I'm like, this is like a ridiculously good round. <clears throat> and so we're getting there. And every hit, every shot he takes after 15 i'm just like i internally i'm like please be good please don't mess up please don't mess up and he, it kept being good and then we he makes a putt on 18 we get off and i look at him i go you know you just played like the best round of golf of your life ever he goes yeah i fucking know and i'm like shit it, i told like i said i felt like a spectator it, it was incredible to watch I, uh, oh, it was phenomenal anti-ratlist henry uh for the the score ratlist for me having to be more excited for him than yeah Quick hitter rat list. Yeah. People that show up to games late. Yeah. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I went to the Red Sox on the fourth and of course it rained. I already kind of talked about it, mm-hmm. but I forgot like how aggravated I get when people show up to things late. Like I think if yes. you show up to a game late, people should just be able to fill in your seats and then you just take their ticket. Uh-huh. You have to do a swap. Yeah. Get there on time. It's really not that hard. I agree You're you. going to the game. It's an all day event. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Go. Mm-hmm. Another uh, rat list. Yes. Quick one. Uh, Johnston, the town. So yeah. where we play basketball, they have switched the gym on us because they're having a league there on our time slot. So mm-hmm. we have to go to a different gym. Mm-hmm. And I've just had text messages on my phone all day about people saying whether they're going or not. So tough, yeah, tough. Celtic summer league tomorrow. So I don't think I'll be able to attend okay. because of the, the summer league, but I'll let them know. <clears throat> there's your note. Notice. Um, Ratless Duncan. There's like four Duncans in my town. Is there four? One, two, three, four Duncans in my town. Right. <clears throat> If you live in Massachusetts or Rhode Island or New England or whatever, you know which Dunkins you have to go to to get an order correct, right? <clears throat> Some Dunkins are just bad. It's just the way it is. However, if I'm going to Target in my town, there is only one Dunkin that is conveniently on the way home. I'm not going to go out of my way ridiculously just to go and then go back home. And unfortunately, the one that is on the way, not very reliable. Just not very good. <clears throat> get to the window. I order my mom's iced coffee. And my brother's culotta, whatever. Get to the window. They hand me a hot coffee. I'm like, nope. <laughs> also, have you been outside? Like, 
who's ordering a hot coffee today? Yeah, just not what I ordered. Just just not correct. I get the culotta with whipped cream. No whipped cream. I, but I wasn't going to send a second thing back. I'm like, Henry just doesn't get whipped cream today. Uh, and I, I did ask for the iced coffee, though, because I didn't want to. Usually, if, if it's like, if it's either busy or there is another Duncan on my path home, I will just stop at another Duncan because I don't like to sit at the window and make a complaint. I just, it's not worth my time. Uh, I've said this on the pod before, but I, I stopped. I'm like, yeah, I need to, I need to, and I, I sometimes I, like, if I have an X amount of money, I just say, just keep the change or whatever. Cause I don't like whatever. And that's what I did. And the, the lady goes, Oh, it, it, you know, it works out because you paid for the hot coffee, which is less anyways. I'm like, that shouldn't matter. Cause I didn't order the hot coffee. So this is not my problem. Like, what are, you, what are we talking about? Also, I just gave you a tip. So why are you shit talking me after a very nice tip? Right. And I gave the you tip, a tip. The tip machine is ratless too. It's, we don't need to dive machine. super into that, but the tip machine is ratless. It yeah. wasn't machine though i just gave her uh gave him cash um also ratless the other duncan usually very reliable i get when i order duncan for my family it's a fairly big order so i understand but you get the drinks you get the hot food and you get the donuts right because it comes in two separate bags right like mm. you don't put the donut in the same yes, bag whatever right <clears throat> my least favorite thing is when they'll hand you the coffee and they'll sit there looking at you blankly i'm like i got other stuff too and they're like and they just turn around and they're like oh what'd you get and then I, this is a good rat list one yeah yeah they're, they're just like the not screen. ready for the rest of your order they're like you're like they're like, you're gonna leave and you're like no they, I don't have no, stuff. they look at the screen they go okay yeah they get the hot food they look at me again i'm like i had a donut too and they're like okay let me go get the donut too best part i ordered this on the app so they had it all like this is this isn't like something i said oh, that they had to punch yeah. in <laughs> i know you don't like the app but that is the purpose of the app for you to punch it in and for them to have it in front of you for so for them to mess up when it's right there that's it they gotta go on the rat list i hate to say it yeah but anyways you got any more rat list or should we should we take it home uh nope nothing else for me i'm perfect i'm ready i am i am starving i am ready to go get some food um so yeah thank you guys for tuning in like sam said thank you very much for 800 subscribers I mean, that's kind of crazy. 801. Our goal for the summer was a thousand. It looks like we might, I don't want to say breeze to that number. Some are saying, some are saying yeah. it's going to be a big, big off season for the fellas. Tell your friends. Um, please do. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for the support on the first summer league video. Go check that out. If you haven't, it's almost at a thousand already, oh, <clears> which wow. is crazy. Yeah. CIC under 700, but still yeah, good. it is uh nine, seven, seven right now. So we appreciate that's the support the on that. One we did yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, nine eight two now. Thank you very much for tuning in. Subscribe to About Them Celtics on YouTube. Like Sam said, tell your friends. Uh, leave us five stars on Apple and Spotify if you enjoy the podcast. Even if you listen on YouTube, jump on over there. Leave five stars. That really helps us out uh, a bunch as well. Uh, and leave a comment in the YouTube. It helps us on YouTube. Leave a like and a comment. Uh, and subscribe, obviously. But Do the comments are. We'll find out. <laughs> exactly. I always say it. My favorite part of the day. I sit down here. I see the little red notification on the How About Them Celtics page. I click it and I read through the comments. But appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for listening. I'll let Sam take us out. All right. Thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're on the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Like Jack said, also hit the notification bell. Also, and make sorry. sure. This was the sorry. weirdest notification ever. I already saw it. It's yeah, nothing, sorry. So I just disregarded it. I just, I just, Greg Popovich signed a five-year contract extension. It doesn't matter. I just, okay. I just thought we should say something. It's whatever. Would have been something if you were tired, which is what I thought it was. But That's what I thought it was, too, so I panicked. All right. Make sure you hit the notification bell, and make sure you don't miss any breaking news, just like that Popovich thing. What would you have done if you missed that? Uh, you can make sure you leave a comment on the videos and leave a like. We do appreciate that. You can follow us on the streaming services, Apple, Spotify, leave a five-star review. Like Jack said, say something nice. 
Social media at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you like us on Facebook too. That's just the name of the podcast. You will get all live streams there as well as YouTube. And you can follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA on Twitter. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go.